You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, another assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Hero Cast. I am Jay, being joined by Sam's. And we are here to continue our binge of My Hero Academia Season 5. We are still currently in the Class 1A versus 1B training uh, spars, uh, two teams of four. Uh, Apart from the first one where 1A had Shinzo, who is still trying to uh, prove his worth to move up to the hero track, uh, was on 1A's team and was instrumental in their victory. And we'll be joining 1B's team later. Uh, not this episode or next, but further down the line. Up again. Uh, but in the last match, we had uh, 1A lost. Because uh, mushrooms and uh, everything else going on. Just like They came up with a good, decent strategy. Kendo. To, Kendo had the strategy. Yeah, Kendo had a, had a pretty, pretty good strategy going. Uh, managed to beat uh, Yayurozu. Although Yayurozu still managed to half neutralize her by like literally like tying herself to her and weighing herself down with a uh, with a giant ass Attaching cannon. herself to the cannon. Yeah. Um, but they still managed to defeat the 1A team. And so now we're going into match three and we'll be following that up with uh, so we're on episodes 95 and 96 yep. for this for this session. Uh, as noted last time, we are doing these every two weeks so we can see the full matches. Um, and rather than getting hitting hitting the cliffhanger at the end of an, at the end of an episode, I want to get the full match. In. We want to get a full. We want to get the full match going. Um, this time we've got Shoto's team going up against a team from One B with. Uh, Honenuki, apparently. I forget which one he is. I think he's that skull dude right there. And the 96 thumbnail? Yeah, I'm pretty Mm. sure that's him. Yeah, probably, but unfortunately, I just don't remember. You know, we don't work. I'm not as familiar with all the characters, and especially not the characters from 1B. I don't think many people are, even after these episodes. That's, well, Um, and the point of these episodes was. Except for Tetsu Tetsu. Tetsu Tetsu and uh, Monomo. Yeah. Because Monomo is just... He don't. wants you to know he's there. He wants you to know that he exists. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's it very hard to forget, forget Yeah, it's very hard to forget him, much as you might want to. But, um... And Kendo. Yeah, and Kendo. Kendo got a little bit of attention I mean, because... Kendo, because she has to shut him down all the time. Yeah, well, she literally just big fists <laughs> to the back of his head. Um... And yeah, so we, we still know that there is stuff going on in the background with the League of Villains, Hawks trying to uh, play double agent. It hasn't really reared its head like since the very, very beginning. Since the beginning of the season, yeah. But it's like they put that in there to sort of remind you, hey, there is other stuff going on. I have a feeling next week will be a standalone episode, seeing as the little preview picture shows Bakugo's team... But then the next episode has Shinso, Shinso on the which thumbnail. is not going up against his team. So I'm wondering if we're going to have to do a one-off for that, and because that might be wrapped up in an episode. Yeah, um, and we'll tackle that when we get when we get there. Um, but yeah, it's just they, you know, I and I do think we're 
do for like a bit of a standalone episode to sort of break up the the fights a little bit and continue the longer term plot of uh, the yes. of the season with uh, with one B and it, it is it is going to be a standalone. So ninety eight like. is going to be a standalone. No, no, ninety seven. Ninety seven is going to be a standalone. Okay. Oh, so maybe they just wrap up the match three goes just early bird and. Oh yeah, so it looks like um, next week's episode is going to be like there's it, the match is just going to wrap up in next one week's episode. English episode. Let's say. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 a fair point because again we are watching this dubbed, and um, it's about two weeks behind Japan. Yeah, despite the fact that they said that it's going to be simultane- simulcast, it it isn't <laughs> exactly. But yeah. hey, you know that's fine. It's. Jap- it's a Japanese thing. It may- while it does have a uh, following here in the states, you know, Japan is always going to prioritize things for themselves. It was first. almost a year before we got English uh, Demon Slayer. Well, I mean, Demon, yeah, and while again, Demon Slayer has gotten the following here stateside, it's you know, their primary focus is going to be the juggernaut of a Japanese market. I think mar- it's going to change because in America, <laughs> the Demon Slayer movie beat out. Opening weekend and well, I don't know if it was opening weekend, but sales of Mortal Kombat that came out against it. That's okay. That's that is somewhat interesting. But then again, Mortal Kombat might have been hampered by the fact that a lot of people will remember the last Mortal Kombat movie. Well, that's annihilation. Yeah, people still hold true to the first Mortal Kombat, and this was done. This one was done by a guy who had a very strong passion for Mortal Kombat that did a fan film. I'm not disputing I'm not disputing that the director, any of this stuff. He got picked saying. up to do Mortal Kombat Legacy, the Machinima show. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to do this movie. And he, you know, and Mortal Kombat was was actually pretty was actually pretty fun. It was a good movie, it just wasn't the tournament. It it should have been called Mortal Kombat The Beginnings. Or something. Mortal Kombat Origins or something. Or something, because it gave a little more to how they have powers and how they have abilities and what's going on with the tournament. Well, if if I'm honest, I don't have a problem with the fact that they didn't show much of the tournament because I feel like a tournament tournament style thing doesn't always translate well to to a movie. But the way they explain stuff kind of didn't feel right. Like everything just. I think they were. I think they were trying to condense stuff because they weren't sure if it was going to be that be that well, successful. There was like a handful of actors came out and said they signed on for five movies, whether or not yes. they're going to get made. Yes, but that's like standard boilerplate stuff nowadays. They while they may have signed or locked the actors into the contracts, that's still no guarantee that the movies will actually get made. That's all based on how well the movie does in, in theaters or nowadays in rental streams. At any rate, My Hero Academia. <laughs> um, but yeah, so two, we're doing two episodes today to see the Shoto's match. Match three and match three conclusion. Yeah. Pretty straightforward with the names on there. They don't all have to be like super long stuff with like... Well, I mean... Uh, there was one earlier in the season, wasn't there? Not that one. Keep going. Make it happen, Shinso is, is like Clash, Class A versus One B, you know, sort of thing. That's or All Hands on Deck, Class One A. Those are all. Those are the sorts of titles you 
often get for these sort of things. And the fact that they're just going for plain and simple match three. I, f- I find that Confusion. refreshing almost. <laughs> I call it plain and boring. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, uh, so we're going to go ahead and dive into this. And we'll be back after the binge. Hello, and thanks for listening. While we're binging, please give us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, The A Show, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon so we can continue to bring you podcast content. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, these two episodes, uh, Match 3's episodes definitely sort of highlighted the whole idea that both teams have grown considerably. Both teams, and uh, both classes, really, have grown considerably since the sports festival. Because 1B is basing a lot of their strategies off of what they saw them do during the sports festival. And kept getting surprised because 1A has had a lot of practical experience with all of their the things they've gone through. And have learned how to... Uh, have learned to correct for their weaknesses in the sports festival. And they have they all these the summer techniques. camp, too. Oh, the, there was the summer camp thing, too. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. That they had uh, some dealings with one another pr- uh, between now between the festival and now, um, Monomo is still being Monomo, <laughs> just like goes way too hard into the cl- the rivalry with Class One A. While everyone else is just like, dude, just let it go. <laughs> like everybody else is just like, oh yeah, let's let's do this again. Oh, this well, is fun. Yeah, it's or... like everybody else in the in the classes are being respectful to one another. They're like, that was really cool. You know the. Um, Talking about uh, the techniques that One A's team used in the in the second match, you know, with Kendo's strategies and everything, and uh, Yairosu, uh showing off the things that she could do, like and strategizing to the point where she was able to leave the care package for yeah for them, and <clears throat> in com- and just and One A is doing the same thing for for One B. It's just sort of like uh, that they completely underestimated the mushroom mushroom girl's uh, techniques. And, She's a little too OP. Yeah. Um, and things things like that. It's like everybody everybody else in uh, in class 1B and, and 1A are being respectful to one another and supportive of one another. And Mon- Monomo's the only one who's just like, we have to show them how superior we are! <laughs> being a jerk-ass like that. Um... And so, like Kaminari watching the fight with Tetsu, learning from t- what Tetsu is doing. Yeah. Um, and even Tetsu Tetsu, you know, sort of uh, showing that he's impressed by you know by Kaminari's stuff as well. And we got some more uh, focus on Shoto, obviously, because he's like the heavy hitter on One A's team. Although I would argue that he was. Only one of the heavy hitters once we saw what Ida could do. Yeah. Uh, but Shoto got some focus. Uh, we, he got some flashbacks to his training with his dad. 
And we saw exactly... You got a lot more of a sense of why he hated his dad. <laughs> his yeah. dad basically beat the shit out of him in, in their training and was just and accused him of, of pretending to be weak. <laughs> it's just like, dude, he's a kid. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, his quirk... It looks like he's around five. Possibly well, a and older. But this was also after his mother had burned his face because he did have the scar over his eye. Damn. So, so it's just sort of like... It's no wonder Shoto is t- kind of turned out the way he he is in a social and emotional sense. It's Resenting just like his, his mother burned him because she saw him as being too much like his dad, and his dad was basically accusing him of being of being weak or pretending to be weak, and kept trying to force him into learning learning techniques that he just wasn't ready for. Um, well, but if they won't learn. Beat the learning into them. Yeah, uh, but in Endeavor, but f- as for Endeavor, we did get a brief little diversion during the first episode where we saw him apprehending some villain that's basically like one of the Wheelers from uh, the second Wizard of Oz movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and Endeavor is working with like his sidekicks. They sort of direct Endeavor to where where the guy is catches the guy before he can take some kids as hostages and then just starts burning the guy's arms to force him into surrendering and then the kids come up afterwards and just they're like to say thank you and he's just sort of like as long as you're okay (laughs) he's not being he's like none of you were hurt right yeah he's like all right now run along yeah he's not quite being as personable as all might but he is clearly making the effort to be less sort of less gruff and get out of my way (laughs) What the hell were you doing down here playing? Exactly. What are, What were you doing? Why weren't Don't you, you training? <laughs> He's not quite that bad. But, um, and it's clear the kids really actually liked having him talk to them without like being you know. Well, he is intimidating in general, just to be around or look at. Because he's got the flames coming off of him. But yeah, he was he was making the effort, <clears throat> and it's clear he's also. Mentally, he wants to make amends for the way he's he has behaved previously. You know, sure, it's probably the pressure of now being the number one hero, basically, like, I need to be that way, <laughs> you know. I need order, to be that shining light. I need to be the that beacon of hope so that people don't lose faith in the hero society kind of thing. And he's trying to reach out to Shoto. We saw, like, his, his phone, and he'd been, like, sending texts. <laughs> Blowing up his phone. And not getting a single response. And apparently it's getting worse because he heard his like sidekicks being like, I think this yelling Shoto for no reason is getting worse. <laughs> also mentioning that, yeah, isn't he in class right now? <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, Mudman, uh, well, like the, the two teams, you know, Shoto's team, you had Shoto, Ida, Shoji, you know, Dupla Arms, and uh, Ojiro, the tail guy. Uh, going up against uh, Tetsu Tetsu, Pony, the girl with the, the horns. She was the um, the transfer student. Transfer student. Like uh, Hononuki, uh, Mudman. What was she transferred from? I don't. Th- I'm sure they said, but I don't remember. Um, Hononuki, who's the Mudman, he has the softening quirk. That's a really freaking good quirk. Mm-hmm. And Spiral. Who has the gyrate quirk? Where he can basically make like his body into drills, especially with his support items. Um, Must be big with the ladies. 
wasn't going to go there. <laughs> he a, probably needs to have a special support support item for that. <laughs> it's called <sighs> I was trying not to go there. <laughs> But I mean, the power perversion potential for a lot of these for a lot of these quirks, like Shinso's alone, could really be used in a really, really weird and creepy way. But he, he but he knows that, and he's like, "No, <laughs> I'm not going to do that." It's like, I haven't not thought about having a harem <laughs> in an in an alternate universe in the wor- in the darkest timeline. <laughs> um, but oh god, what? It gets worse. Monomo. Monomo taking the powers. The, copy, the power copying stuff. Shinso's power with Spiral's power. And softening. No, no. You'd want the hardening quirk for that. Which one? <laughs> yes. He can only have three at a time. Red what? Riots, I mean, then. Unbreakable! <laughs> I don't know, it'd be kind of jagged. Yeah, maybe. That's why you go for the steel. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, ladies, no, I'm no, no, hard no, as no, steel. No, it's, not ja- it's not jagged, it's ribbed for her pleasure. Ow. But then you can put the vibrate to it, or the spiral, just tear them apart. Mm, fair enough. Um, Dude, you could be a fucking... So go for the perversion to... Oh God! He could just tear people apart literally. I mean, if you think about the you know superheroes with various powers and 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 everything, using their using their powers in the bedroom, it gets really creepy. Oh, it's it's been, like that scene from The Boys. It's been hinted at in uh, what, what was it Hancock? Hancock? Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, but the only person that he showed any real interest in. Was the person who who being around neutralized his powers? There was a deleted scene. I never saw that deleted scene. But also, remember that scene from The Boys, where she basically dosed herself up on uh, something and crushed the dude's head. Yeah, it was that uh, superhero meth or whatever the hell it was. Yep. Um, but regardless, I mean, let's let's get back to the to this rather than talking about power perversion potential. Good lord, I don't really want to think about that kind of shit. Um, don't worry, boys. Season three is supposed to be coming out this year or next. I still need to catch up on season two. I've been I've been lax. I've also got to watch. This Invincible. is why we haven't done a binge on it. And I also need to watch Invincible while we're while I'm at it. I haven't seen that either. Um, Hey, you know, once we're done with once we're done with One Punch Man, that becomes the that becomes the next thing. <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to do Demon Slayer. I mean, for Hero Cast, oh. Demon Slayer can be sort of with the regular bench cast stuff. Anyway, um, the so but One A's team is real balanced between uh, Shoto's power, um, Ida's speed, Shoji is great for scouting, and then Ojiro is good for up close combat. Uh, by contrast, one B's team didn't have that. Didn't have any real scouting capabilities, and so Tetsu Tetsu just decides, "I'm gonna just smash everything so they can break all the stuffs." And so he starts doing that, which of course draws draws one A straight to them. Shoto unleashes his little like glacier attack, <laughs> like a spiral glacier that he did. Mm-hmm. And as soon as one A moves in to try to capture them, because they've all been sort of. Uh, 
flash frozen in place by the ice. Then it, then Mudman's just sort of like, yeah, no. <laughs> just softens the ice so that his team can escape, and 1A just gets like bogged down in it. He, he specifically like traps Ida in the ground with his power, and then like, uh, like yeah, unsoftens done. it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to leave you here. And that's when Ida's just sort of like, you underestimate my power. <laughs> like, that's got a time limit on it. It's really stupid to do that at the opening. Straight at the fight. opening. He's like, it's actually, I've got more, I've got a longer time limit than you think. And also, uh, I've been going full speed this whole time. And then just breaks out of the, breaks out of the ground. Because, uh, during the interim between episode, between arcs, he, uh, worked with his brother or his brother basically taught him how him and his mom, him and his mom taught him how he can improve his engine like by like tuning it up. Admittedly, tuning it up involves pulling the mufflers out of his legs. I'm not sure if they just just pulls them out or does it make it to where he grows more or is he just pulling them? He specifically said that by pulling them out they'll grow back with st- stronger materials. Okay. That's why when we were watching, I compared it to the martial arts techniques that some um, some martial arts do by like punching trees or like punching like metal plates and things. It does like cause like breaks in their knuckles and everything, but then the bones grow back hard. You know, as they heal, get harder, so that they can keep you know doing those sorts of mm. those sorts of things. Did you ever see like Kung Fu Panda two? Nope. Okay, uh, Tigress. Uh, Describe, you know, basically did that, did that sort of thing to the point where she basically feels feels like very little pain as a result of that kind of training. Uh, it's like it's like hard style, I think, is how she compa- is how she called it, and then basically sort of told Poe, it's like I don't think hard style is for you. <laughs> He's more soft style, very much, very much so. But um, that was like uh, part of her technique and part of her training. Uh, and I, I picture it's being somewhat lo- something like that is like, yeah, he's pulling these, pulling the mufflers out of the backs of his legs, which, and he is like biting in, biting into like a sock or something in his mouth to it keep like a rolled up towel, like a rolled up towel to stop, keep himself from screaming as he's literally essentially yanking parts of his body out of his legs. <sighs> uh, and now he's grown, grown these, uh, sturdier uh, mufflers back there and he's able to generate far more power and to the point where he he literally calls it reciprocal uh turbo and he's going so fast that uh, mudman's like i can't even f- keep up with him because <laughs> just gotta he, mention the art style oh the art the style of, of him going that of of him going turbo was freaking awesome like you i love it when they change up the art style for those sorts of things um, but Mudman very quickly realizes, yeah, I can't beat him when he's going this fast. So he just literally softens the ground and starts swimming away through it. It's like, nope, I'm out. Yep. Uh, he also rehardened the spot where he went through so he couldn't be followed. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of all this, uh, Spiral is fighting o- Ojiro and Ojiro is basically, sta- has is kept on the defensive because he can't, like... 
so much of his martial arts stuff, yeah, it's, he's using his tail and some of it, but it looks like he goes for like judo sort of stuff, like throws. Can't really lot. do that when you can't get a hold of him. When you can't get a hold of a guy because he's spent because he's literally turning his arms and legs into drills. Uh, you know, and he's like, if I try to gra- if I try to grab him, he's just going to shred me. And so he's literally from just from the support items from too. the support items that he that he's that he's got. So he's kept on the defensive as a result. Fortunately, Ida, after he realizes that Mudman had gotten away, he's like, okay, I'm going to go help my friends. Just suddenly zips by, grabs Spiral, and just carts him off to carts him off to jail. Also talking to... Yeah, he's like fully in character, too. <laughs> I'll take... Put you in jail, you villain. Well, it's like, no matter what, he's always in character for whatever the role he's supposed to be playing. Because we remember... When he was a villain. When he was playing the, the villain, and he just went full hog, full ham into it. Um, and meanwhile, uh, ponies, her quirk allows her to shoot her horns off and they grow back like immediately, but she can control the horns once she shot them off and she, up to like four of them. And she uses her horns to basically immobilize show, um, Shoji by, by like pinning him to a wall with them. Uh, and, but then when Ida like shows up or no, it wasn't Ida. It might've been, but, uh, Shoto is still trying to like, you know, use uh, his Shoto ice. was fighting, was uh, fighting Tetsu. Cause Tetsu Tetsu's just smashing. And she, through. she sent Tetsu flying at him. Yeah. She used her horns to launch him through the ice. And it's just sort of like Tetsu Tetsu is in his training. He can still function at low temperatures because he's and, just full, full hardened. And at high temperatures also, because Shoto's like, okay, I can't freeze him. He's just smashing through it, so I'll just turn up the heat. And he's just like, yeah, guess what? I trained by, by like... By, sitting in an oven. By sitting in a furnace, a <laughs> blast furnace. So it's like, he's just now like burning hot and coming after, and still coming after Shoto, who can't uh, keep him at bay long enough until he basically... Uh, starts turning the heat up even hotter. And that's the thing. He noticed, and it's the one thing that Shoto hasn't really improved upon, is close combat. Mm-hmm. Shoto is very much a keep-them-at-a-distance fighter. You know, once he fills, once he fills in that gap in his, in his technique, Shoto's going to be, like, unstoppable. Well, that's probably why his dad wanted to teach him prom- uh, Prominence Burst. Providence verse, yeah. Um, is it Providence or Prominence? I don't know. That's one of those things, you know, I'm sure it's probably in, in like, a wiki somewhere. But regardless, uh, Shoto just, when, uh, because Tetsu is basically near immune to his, to his quirk uh, at regular levels, Shoto goes plus ultra, <laughs> basically. You know, the fire... Prominence. Prominence? Mm-hmm. P-R- P-R-O-M? Mm-hmm. Okay, prominence. Okay, makes sense. Providence also seems like it would have would have fit, which is why I wasn't sure. Um, but Shoto, as he goes plus ultra, his flames burning even hotter to the point where it's like uh, melting like all of the ice around him. It's, it's like short. It's like shorting out the the. Uh, you just looked something up that spoiled you. Well, it just says the the move, and then it says who uses it. Okay, never mind. Well, I mean, we both sort of assumed that uh, Shoto was going to learn it at some point and was basically starting to. Shoto's not the second name. There's only two names on it. I think I can guess who that is because that's another thing. 
we forgot to mention while we were talking about Shoto's flashbacks uh, that his his dad, in, in addition to telling him to get back up and stop pretending to be weak, said that Toya was stronger than this. There's that also name had again. Your weak, uh, your mom's weak constitution. Yep, and it's like there's that name again, Toya Todoroki. They keep name dropping him, you know, and that's when they name drop somebody like that. It's gonna become important, you know it. It is. Uh, and of course, we have both been theorizing. <laughs> I've been theorizing since like the first introduction of him. Yeah, but uh, it's like this season they really started making it far more obvious. <laughs> I wonder if that's why he has the scars because he can use or had used it when he wasn't in full control mm-hmm. of his ability. It's very possible. Um, but like Shoto, when he turns up the heat, he's like shorting out the cameras around the area. From the heat, Pony is just sort of like she's like and, underground, like trying to get away, from and she everything. can still feel the heat. Um, and she's literally using a couple of her horns as like skates, <laughs> so she's just sort of like gliding away on it, um, while Shoji is like chasing after her. Um, but in the end, what ends up happening is Mudman shows up to save Tetsu Tetsu because by this point, uh. You know, even Tetsu Tetsu is starting to feel the heat from from uh, Shoto, who then like pulls all the flames like into his into like his fist. I was about to give him a big old. Was it looks like he was about to try doing a prominence burst or something, and then uh, Mudman, you know, shows up, softens the ground, which throws Todoroki off, and causes like stuff to start falling falling around the area from both the heat and then the softening and so like a piece of pipe lands on his head lands on his back and starts look like the back of his neck yeah and basically made him start passing out uh but then before shoto could get could get grabbed ida comes flying in at like <laughs> turbo speed to rescue him well first he kicked the shit out of uh... yeah that's right he 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 hit mudman so hard in passing it like broke half of his helmet and he's just like, oh god damn, that hurt. One hit, and I'm already, and I'm already I'm almost unconscious. Um, but he manages to like soften like a like a tower nearby, and tells and tells Tetsu, uh, hit it, hit it, and Tetsu just lunges forward, headbutts it. All he had left, pretty much. But it was enough with the softening to make the building essentially fall on top of uh, Ida. And it softens and then, like, immediately hardens because when uh, Mudman is unconscious, everything he softened returns to normal. Or unsoftens, at least. So that basically leaves uh, Ida trapped underneath this rubble. Concrete or metal or something. I don't know. It's like a slurry of something. And Shoto's just, like, passed out on on the ground. And Tetsu and Mudman are both unconscious also. That leaves just Pony and Shoji. And Pony come, swoops in, grabs Shoto, uses her horns to to grab uh, Tetsu and Mudman. Oh, this you, you skipped a part where uh, the tail guy got slammed into it because oh, that's were, right, um, Mudman helped the, helped her first. Yeah, Mudman came in and uh, softened softened things up to the point. Because Pony was fighting. Um, can't remember his damn name. The the octopus. Shoji. Shoji. 
And she was just constantly using a barrage of horns while he's... And he's just smashing them out of the way. She tries to sneak one around uh, to attack him from behind, but he's got an eye in position to... And a hand. And, well, literally then just sprouts another hand to, to grab it. Um, Mudman... And then she called, uh, he called for Odro to attack her. And he comes in to, comes in to do it, and then Mudman. He, he holds her down, and then Mudman, and then she pulls out two sets of horns that were already still out, out and about, and to stab him in the tail once. Twice. The and then, first, first time, and then the second one was to take them both. Was to, to propel them, them back into the jail. And once he's in the jail, he's treated as caught. Doesn't yep. matter how he got in there. The, or the fact that she was in it herself because but, she is allowed to leave at that point but because yeah, uh, it's not her jail yeah uh, so that's one person captured on both teams but Pony anyway she has grabbed Shoto she's used her horns to grab uh, her teammates and she's just trying to keep away from Shoji who's still chasing after her and she's like I can't uh, move fast enough while I'm carrying both of them to stay ahead of him forever uh, I if I I can't drop Shoto because then we won't. We, I won't be able to put him in jail to get us a point. But I can't drop my teammates because then Shoji will just haul them off to jail. So she re- she basically was like, "I know what to do," and then she just floats her floats herself and her teammates up into the air. And she's like, "I can't win, but uh, this way I'm not losing either." And then it was just basically like Shoji can't get up there uh, fast enough, uh, faster than she can move with her horns to get out of range. And uh, she basically just waits it out, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it, and so the match ends in a draw, which, you know, nobody was really happy with because they're just sort of like, we they wanted that definitive winner. But Beast Beast Mode sort of points out that it's just like, Stalling for time and waiting to wait for rescue is a perfectly viable strategy, which is essentially what that equates to. You need backup. You need backup. Mm-hmm. Our little robot over there woke up for a moment, but um, and, you know, and afterwards, uh, both team, you know, uh, the teams are recovering in the sort of the medical area with Recovery Girl, uh, you know. Ida is there to apologize for Shoto. He's just like, I was too slow. <laughs> Even as fast as I was going, I was too slow. And Shoto's just sort of like, no, I'm the one who screwed up because I'm still relying too much on my ice as an opening attack and everybody knows that's what I use for my opening attack. Yo. He's like, I haven't been uh, tra- I haven't been training in other techniques or styles. He needs styles. to branch out so he can... That's kind of... He needs to utilize what his dad was trying to teach him. Well, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's because you're relying too much on just your mom's power because you have such resentment for your father. That you're not well, using and even, and even then, it's just like, yeah, he's uh, he is more open to using his father's half of his quirk as well. But it's more... But in his defense, not in a, his defense, the ice is extremely powerful and very, very is, versatile. The problem is he's using fire as a complete backup. He's not even thinking strategizing with the fire at all until the ice doesn't work. And then he's suddenly like, okay, now I got to use the, the I, I'm not, you're, he, you're, you're right. I'm just saying, I understand why, why he goes to his, goes to the ice because his, 
it is remarkably versatile for what he wants to use it for. Sure, he's mostly just brute forcing it a lot of the time because it's worked for him so far that way. But once he learns how to finesse, you know, the the ice power, so he's not just <clears throat> burying everything in, in a glacier from word word one. Like he's maybe trying to make um, shape the ice better, kind of like he did with the uh, the, slide. the, the day, the, yeah, the slide and the daycare with the daycare thing. Once he starts, you know, utilizing his ice in ways like that, and and, it, and with more fine control. Remember, he said he couldn't have done it without all the other things to help shape the ice. This is true, but I'm just saying, I think as time goes on, as he gets more control over his his powers, he is going to become a juggernaut. (laughs) I'll say if he he can get his fire hot enough, he can melt ground and then freeze people in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then the the thing that he has to be careful of is when he turns up the heat, the ice is going to melt. Yeah, but if he can have finer control over the ice, like once he melts the ground, shoots the ice across it to uh, cool it, freeze it, and then freeze over top. The problem is melting the ground requires turning it up to a point where a lot of stuff is going to start burning from collateral damage. The yeah. ground, ground stuff, for it to melt, you're basically making lava. And that brings a whole host of other problems. <laughs> well, I'm sure you could do it. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm just like, eh. if you get it, if you get stuff to the point where it's like steel is melting, then th- you're gonna basically be setting everything else around you on fire. But um, the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but that basically wrapped up the second episode. It's like I had a feeling we were gonna get an ep- get a match that went to a draw. I wasn't expecting it to be like this one. <laughs> If anything, I was half expecting it to be Bakugo's match. <laughs> because Bakugo is exactly the kind of person that would make for the most entertainment of being pissed off about not, having a, not sh- having a win or a loss. shocked with is that he's going to be the one to have a single episode. Yeah. Um, especially because uh, they pointed... They made a point of emphasizing that one of the people on 1B's team... Uh, I don't. I didn't catch her name. She's the other person who made it into one B on recommendation. Who was the other one that made it on recommendation? Uh, Mudman. Mudman. Yep. Okay. Um. So, but basically, and from what one B was basic was implying, she's going to be a really tough challenge for Bakugo. I'm trying to figure out what, how, why, how, why, what. How is she going to be a challenge for Bakugo? Well, don't look her up because then you're going to find because you're doing gonna, it. Anyway. You're going to f- end up finding out what her quirk is ahead of time, and that's going to just ruin the surprise. I think we have seen her power. I just I don't remember it. Setsuna. Setsuna. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I thought her name was like a T something. Tokage. Tokage. Okay, that's, that's what it was. All right, Tokage. Uh, yeah, she's the one wearing that like slick blue bodysuit thing. Was it blue or purple? That's purple. Purple. Okay, I sort of right. But at any rate, um, something about they imply they imply that something about her is going to make her a tough challenge. Uh, so we'll see what goes on there. But uh, so next week we will be returning for for a one episode binge as opposed to the two episodes we've been doing because. 
from what we can tell on Funimation, it looks like uh, match number four is going to be a one one episode fight. So, yep. So we'll probably do one episode for that one. Yep. And then we'll tackle the final uh, thing later once we have a better sense of whether it's going to be a multi episode thing or not. But she's smart. I mean, I know that's not her power, but I mean, that's one of the things that come up. She's. It's not hard to outthink Bakugo. Grant, but the thing you have to remember, Bakugo is not stupid. He's just very, very, very blunt. Like Sh- like Shoto, his, his... Oh, God, there was a clip from the episode. And you were just almost spoiled? Her powers. I didn't want to read her powers, like, because it's like a couple paragraphs. I'm like, eh. Sk- skim, sk- skip past and then clip. And then there was a clip, like uh, a gif of... Okay, well, don't say anything. Yep. Um, Bakugo also at this also with something that we saw in this in these two episodes. I think it was in the first first one, as you know, one A is sitting around waiting to watch the for the match to start. Uh, All Might sort of walks up behind Deku and is just sort of like, "I am here." He's but he's saying it like in a softer voice, so I'm not startling you, <laughs> and asks to talk to. Speaking to, softly is not to startle you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because <laughs> he knows they were like really intent on watching the match. And he asks to talk to Deku, and so Deku goes goes with him and and Pinky and uh and Ochako just like immediately just sort of like there they go again. <laughs> uh it's like why does he want to talk to Deku? It's like, oh he's always talking to Deku. Like uh, uh Ochako was mentioning that they're He's tra- He's helping helping train Deku. It's just and Pinky is just sort of like getting. Oh, that's right. Ochako's got all the scoops about Deku. Uh, she went all blushy and sent her ass into the atmosphere <laughs> by mistake. Um, but you know, the little blush push away with one hand or yeah. two hands. Oops, there she goes. Um, and basically, it was just um, all my basically warning Deku. It's just sort of like the vestiges last time you had to deal with the, ve- the vestiges was when you were f- facing off against Shinso. And then he mentions about his dream. About his, uh, well no he'd already talked to All Might uh. about the dream but it was while they were talking Bakugo turned up and was just sort of like, I thought you were supposed to be keeping it a secret. Or a low profile. Keeping a low profile. Everybody notices that you guys keep slipping off to go to go talk to one another. People are going to figure things out. Um, but then that's when Deku tells Bakugo about, about these dreams and it's just sort of, and Bako's just like, when are you going to master one for all? <laughs> when are you going to master one for all so I can kick your ass? Basically. Like, uh, and, but it's, and, but even All Might noticed that, like, Bakugo is, like, yeah, they're still rivals, but he's trying to be more supportive of it. Uh, then <laughs> but then, like, immediately, then, like, immediately he's like, what's with that dumb look? I'm going to smack it off your face, you damn nerd. <laughs> and he's like, never mind. <laughs> in his own special way. Yeah, in his own special way. Um... So Bakugo's team, uh, he's got Sugar Rush, uh, Earphone Jack, and Saro uh, uh, on his team. Uh, don't know any of the any of the people on One B's team apart from Tok- apart from Tokage. I saw him. I just can't remember who they were. Yeah, they closed out of it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll cover that next episode anyway. So, uh, but yeah, so. Good couple of episodes. As I said, I'm sort of surprised that we got the draw with this match. But it now makes me wonder how things are going to go going forward. Is um, 
I think at this point I could see Bakugo's team winning. It would still probably give be a bit of a challenge with Tokage throwing in whatever. Um, then again, I could see Tokage being you know being enough of a challenge that Bakugo's team ends up losing, and then the vestiges pop up during the final match, and that uh, ends so up. They have a good scout. They have some range and um, being able to restrain. But then you also have the wild card. strength. Then you have the wild card that is Bakugo, because Bakugo refuses well, Bakugo to... Bakugo is everything. Bakugo... He's strength and speed. And just general, you know, overwhelming force. But he doesn't work well with others, so like, it's he like... could <laughs> do something where he would take uh, Sugar Rush with him and launch him at people. Like, after doing a full uh, spiral uh, burst... Or uh, have, have have Sugar Rush get in close, throw the opponents up into the air where they where they have less ability to defend themselves, and then Bakugo just depending pfft. on who they are. Yeah, depending on who they are, and or then Bakugo just do. boom. Or have Sarah wrap them up from there and take them straight to jail. Like just grab them and throw them to jail. Or a combination of it: Sugar Rush throws them into the air, Bakugo neutralizes them with a blast, and then have Sarah pfft, yank them into jail. There's a whole number of different ways you could use their their uh, quirks. Oh, we're forgetting a... Uh, Earphone jack. She could... Oh, of course, she's going to be scouting, but remember, she's good at doing, like, the heartbeats. She can, like... The, the deafen them. You know, deafen them or to... Disorient. Crap up the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the earthquake sort of technique. Um, but, y- yeah, so... It was a good couple of episodes. Uh, sl- no development on the League of Villains front, but we're... We're seeing something going on with Endeavor. Just him trying to reach out to his son who's just sort of like, nah. <laughs> I remember he mentioned that he got his uh, Shoto's number from his daughter. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, because, you know, Shoto still gets on with his siblings. Uh, and his sister, at the very least, is the most is the one who is most open to trying to reconcile with their father. Uh, Shoto's other uh, brother is just sort of like, no. <laughs> Because he's just sort of like you trying to make you the drove, effort. You, you, you drove trying our to make older him, brother, oldest brother away. Yeah, you drove Toya away, man. Uh, and he to, and kept Shoto away to from the point him. of villainy. Yeah. Um, and you might want to see a doctor about that sneeze, there, man. <laughs> um, and and also, you know, Tommy. his his brother point, his <laughs> his brother also pointed out that it's like he he that he kept Shoto away from them for so. Long he like knew nothing about Shoto or what he what he was like. It's like I just he, learned he, that he is what his, what his favorites are and everything. So yeah, it was a, we're starting to get the, some of those developments, but we're still now focusing primarily on the classes and showing their growth in both in both directions. So, uh, but eventually we're gonna hit the next villain arc, and yep, that's gonna be interesting. It's. Oh yeah, that'll probably be that last half of the season. Well, and there's other stuff like in the tr- in the opening, vid- in the opening for this half of the season. Uh, towards the end, we start seeing flashes of, of things like we get a shot of like All Might and Endeavor because they're both like the the mentors for a couple of top uh, top students. But then we also get that like shot of Lemillion like hanging out with uh, Ari. Ari, which says to me we might see them pop up again 
uh, at some point during this half of the season as well. But, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Unless you have anything else to add? Nope. Okay, then. So that will wrap up this edition of the Hero Cast. Uh, we'll be back next week for uh, the fourth match. But for Sam, I am Jay, and we will see you next week. Bye. Plus Ultra! Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.